You're listening to a podcast or actually a video cast from I'dRatherBeWriting.com. My name is Tom Johnson. Today I am talking with Kate Schneider. She is a Flare consultant and expert uh, based in Colorado. Uh, Kate, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are and kind of what you do. Hi, um, I'm a senior technical writer with Maxar. Uh, that's a um, space infrastructure and services company. I work for a division that we provide uh, software that will let our government and commercial clients view satellite imagery and then analyze it. So uh, it's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I've been working with Flare since uh, I think 2010, a long, long time, um, since version six. And uh, I've, I've spoken at Mavworld before. Um, I'm speaking again here uh, um, in the fall. And I was part of the Madcap Doc team for two and a half years. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. So you've actually written a lot of the documentation I inside have, of there. Including nice. some of the search documentation. So, yeah. Cool. Wow. So you like really have a lot of immediate knowledge and close knowledge to uh, Flair and just like the whole search aspect of it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before the before the podcast that you're actually moving. Can you tell me, you know, where are you headed and are you going to be closer to Madcap or anything? Well, we are um, moving back to San Diego. We lived there previously when I worked with Madcap before. Um, but no, this is unrelated. My husband uh, had a really good job offer there. Uh, we loved living in San Diego and uh, have wished that we were moving back uh, for a while. So uh, when this opportunity came up, it was like jump on it. Uh, and uh, we got this this um, offer the day after we had 14 inches of snow here, and we've since had like another two and a half feet of snow. And so I'm really really happy right now that we're moving back somewhere where it's warm. So uh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I I uh, lived in California for a long time and and um, really enjoyed it. The weather is yeah. you can't beat it. All right, so let's no. jump into uh, our topic. We're going to talk sure. a little bit about micro content, uh, particularly in Flare, um, but just about micro content in general. Yeah. Uh, can you just to kind of set the foundation here, can you give us a high level definition uh, of what micro content is and why somebody should care about it? Sure. Uh, so micro content is um, a feature in, in Flare that lets you uh, put in small standalone pieces of content. So you can go in and you can you can take this information and um, put that in there and then um, it, it is part of your search mostly you can use it in other contexts as well like context sensitive help or, or something but mostly it's it's in your search and so when users go in and they search for something um, it's it works in like a question response way so if you if they search for you know whatever they're searching for if you have that phrase in there um, flare will pull up the information that you've provided that matches the phrase that they've searched on and put like a little box at the top um, with the information that you've provided. Uh, and people should care about this because it, it makes things easier for, for users to find information. Uh, it gives people their search results faster. They don't necessarily need to click into a topic unless they really want more detail. It just puts things right out there right in front. So uh, it's, it's really, it's a great user experience for people. Thanks. Yeah, and um, I think many people might be familiar with looking at snippets and other micro content in general search engines. Mm -hmm. 
can you give an example of like a, a common snippet that somebody might see doing a search in an internet search engine and how that sort of relates to a similar snippet in Flare? Yeah, so um, you see these all the time uh, in different search engines and you probably don't even realize that it's it's a, you know, micro content, as it were. Um, like if, if you're using Google, for example, uh, and you search for something, you, you might see you know, those, uh, the people might ask, or um, when people also ask those little questions that come up at the top, um, that's an example of, of the micro content type thing. And Flare actually offers the same idea where you can add questions or, you know, little drop downs uh, like that. Um, uh, Google also sometimes will put, you know, pictures up at the top, you know, to give just a quick example of something. Um, I actually pulled up some examples here if I can share my screen for yeah, a second. Go for it. Let me make sure I share the right thing because I've got so many. All right. So I am a dog lover. And so I pulled up. Are you seeing? Yep. I can see it. This one here. Okay. So um, I looked at Google. I looked at Bing and I looked at Yahoo. Those were like the only three search engines I could think of. I also thought of like Alta Vista, which I don't even think exists anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, 1997 here. So uh, you're looking at this. And so like this box, this dog box here, this is an example of some micro content. Um, and so you, you just get this basic information about dogs. You get some pictures. Um, down here, you've got some videos. You've got, you know, your people at often ask. Um, I'm going to disagree that the cutest dog breed is a French bulldog because I have Westies and I, you know, they're obviously the cutest ones. Um, and then in Bing, you have like, can you see the Bing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, very similar stuff. You've got some pictures of dogs down here. Um, and this really cool looking, uh, sidebar here with really cool little illustrations, um, this is great. I, I really like this one. I, I don't use Bing very often, so I was kind of excited to see how neat this was. Um, and then Yahoo has the same idea, you know, these this little box here too uh, with this information. So it's just all this quick at a glance stuff uh, that you can just see and like, oh, okay, now I know what a dog is if I didn't know what a dog was before. And then if I really want some more information, I can, you know, pull up some of this other information here and Looks like it's mostly about invisible fences um, or, you know, dog breeds and uh, find out some more details about dogs. Uh, thanks for showing the examples of like dog in the search engine. I think that really brings the topic to light because you can see pictures. The information seems to be structured in different categories and it's really visually presented and balanced. Um, I, actually, before this this podcast, I was trying to brush up and understand, like, how do Internet search engines gather snippets and how do I, you know, snippetize my own website content and so on and started reading about schema.org and the markup and other information about how like, you know, the search engine controls it, you don't really control it and they don't guarantee that anything you write will be inside of a snippet and so on. So <laughs> it seems like, you know, you can try to tag your content with semantic tags and hope that it makes it in there, but really you don't have a lot of control about it. And when we're creating content, we want more control about that search experience, right? Especially if you're, if you're generating an output that has its own search integrated into it, then for sure you want to be able to kind of control the snippets and what gets snippetized. Can you tell me a little bit about how Flare handles micro content? I mean, you know, what kind of media can you put in there? Um, sure. And, and just kind of give us an overview of that. Yeah. So, 
in Flare, you you definitely have complete control over what's happening with your micro content. You don't have to worry about it being random. Um, so um, you can put pretty much whatever kind of media you want in there. Um, I'm going to share my screen again here. I'll show you an example from my own project. Cool. I like that um, you have all these examples. I know. I, I, I really I put all this stuff together this morning. I'm like, I'm going to be on this, man. <laughs> um, so I, I have a few different kinds of micro content uh, in here. Um, the, I, I set mine up very similar to the way that if, if you've ever watched any of the um, webcasts that Paul has done um, uh, about micro content uh, through, through Madcap, I set mine up in a very similar way. Um, so these are just mini landing pages. I, I call them. It's just like little like micro topics, I guess. Um, and so, like I mentioned before, it, it works in like a, a a phrase and response way. So if you look here in this left side box, these are some phrases that people might type in, um, and they just have to type in any word. So like this one here, if they type in, you can see the little hover over. Whoops could see the little hover over, downloading imagery, download Aspera, any of those words. If it, if someone types in any one of those words, it'll pull up this box here about downloading imagery. Um, and uh, it's, it isn't formatting it very well because I have this kind of uh, shrunken down to size, but, um, and then they'll, so they'll see this, you know, content here about downloading imagery. Um, and then let me show you, uh, this one here, you, this isn't formatted really great because you can't see my multimedia uh, in this piece. I'll, I'll switch over to this in a second here. Um, but this particular one on explore mode, um, uh, this has a, a GIF in here um, and some information, some relevant topics. So people can you know, read this little tiny thing here about explore mode, uh, go in and click one of these topics and then see a GIF about it. Um, I have, let me pull over this, grab this other window here and switch over to this window. Um, hang on. Let's see. One second. Let me find my other window here. Let's see. It's results. really cool while you're pulling that out. Uh, uh, it's really cool to see actual examples. You know, it's rare that we get to see inside of somebody's real help project and mm -hmm. you know it, it puts a lot of credibility behind what you're saying because you actually <laughs> have experience doing it can you can you see my search results boxes yeah. here yeah I can okay see. all right all right i'm in the right one then okay so i've got three different uh examples here of some some search results and, and some uh examples so this this first one here um if someone searches on for multispectral imagery uh, it's going to pull up this this piece of micro content, um, and this has just a regular image. Um, uh, I think this one's cool because it's you know pretty colors. It, it shows um, it's a false color composite image um, of a mine. Uh, so you see, just you know, this blue is land, and all this pink is mining. Uh, and then there's a couple of links that go out to the topics about multispectral imagery, um, and you can collapse it, and you know whatever. And it's just a little faster. If you just want a little bit of information about multispectral imagery, you can see this and just get that. Or you can click into these topics down here and read more information about it. Um, and then right here is a glossary term about multispectral imagery. Um, and then this one here, this one is a, a cool one. This is about um, how to exploit imagery 
which lets you, you know, basically take a picture and then uh, change its color around so that, you know, kind of like Photoshop for your satellite imagery. So you can uh, see it and go in and, and tweak it to change how it, how it looks. Um, it's kind of like the multi-spectral stuff. So if you want to look at mines or, you know, whatever. But anyway, um, and then we've got this little GIF that just shows high level how to do it. And then basic steps, high level how to do it. If you want more information, this is like a 28-step process. <laughs> if you want all the details, you can go in there. You can click more details and actually read the topic. But if you just want a quick refresh, here's the basic steps on how to do it. Here's a quick GIF on how to do it. Wow. Um, and then uh, this one here is a kind of my version of people also ask <laughs> some frequently uh, asked questions that our support team was getting a lot um, about logging in. And because we've got a million different topics about logging in, but then we were also getting all these questions about what happens if I don't log in for 60 days? What then? So, uh, so here's some FAQs that, that you know, people were asking. Um, so you can click any of these. You can find out information about, about that. Um, and then, you know, here's some support information, you know, whatever. And you can just get that, those details pretty quickly um, if someone types in log in uh, or reset my password or, or any of those things, uh, lock out, any of those things will pull up this FAQ. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of curious what your process is for creating micro content. Do you yeah. create like for every long form topic? Do you also create a short form micro content or are you looking at analytics to look at like top contenders for micro content? Sure. Um, mostly I look at analytics. It's uh, so a kind of to kind of figure that out. Um, uh, Madcap Central uh, connects directly to Flare and you can see based on your targets, some of your outputs, um, what is a common search, what common search terms there are. Um, and then, so if someone is searching for login and you don't have micro content, you can say, oh, I've got, you know, hundred people searching for the word login or hundred people searching for reset my password. And I guess I need some micro content because people want to see this information. Um, and I don't always create them for every long topic because a lot of my long topics are boring and I don't think a lot of people are going to search on all of them um, frequently anyway. But if there's something that's a big new feature, um, like when that exploit mode came out, uh, I knew that this is a big, fancy, shiny new feature. People are going to search on this. They're going to see it in our release notes. They're going to want more information. So here's something that, I, you know, this needs more information about this. This needs a, you know, a little fancy box at the top. So um, I, I definitely created some for that. Uh, sometimes I'll get stakeholder feedback that, you know, they think this is something that you know, I might not think it's a shiny new feature, but they really want additional information about it. So I'll, you know, throw some micro content that way or support will uh, let us know that they've been getting a lot of customer calls about something. And um, then I'll, I'll go in and I'll put that in there, uh, especially because support is one of my biggest users of my, of my documentation. So um, I create my docs for support as much as I create it for my end users because they're going in, they're using the docs and then passing that information along to people who call in. Uh, so it makes it easier for them to, if, if they can go in and they type in login and they need information about what happens if you get locked out or you know what happens if you're on, inactive for 60 days, then they can find that information really fast, pass it on to a customer and, and let them know what's going on. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can tell you really, you really are using this. Uh, like you, you deeply 
use this with uh, throughout your process. I'm kind of curious, do you even take it to the next level where you, you look to see what the before and after impact is of uh, the keyword or of the micro content? Let's say the, the login, for example. Um, do you ever capture analytics before you added login micro content and after to see if like, I don't know, number of queries were, were reduced or maybe, I don't know, some kind of impact of of the micro content? I know that's really a difficult thing to measure. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is kind of a difficult thing to measure. Um, we don't really track that so much. Um, it would be great if we did track that more, like in terms of, you know, are we getting fewer support calls or anything like that? But we just we just don't track that. I'm sure that there are some people who do track that more, but we really don't. Yeah. Yeah. What what about content reuse? Because this is a, a huge feature that Flare mm -hmm. came out with, right? I mean, you obviously don't want to be creating little snippets that um, are duplicates of information that exists in your mm -hmm. uh, long form topic. You know, you want to try to single source the two. Do you, do you use, um, sorry, do you reuse the content? Do you use conditions? Mm -hmm. I do, absolutely. Um, with micro content, you can you can reuse content in, in a lot of different ways. You can link directly to a, a full topic if you want to. You can link to a bookmark within a topic. You can link to uh, snippets that you already have created, or you can just you know create new stuff if if you want to do that. Um, mostly for me, I link to snippets. Um, that's the easiest way for me to do it. And a lot of um, a lot of times I take the snippets that I have existing already and then I just plug those into like a separate micro content snippet. It's easier for me to manage it that way because I've got different styles and, you know, whatever. Um, so I take my existing snippets and then I put them in a micro content snippet and just edit it in there. It's kind of a, you know, kludgy way to do it. But, it, you know, works for me, I guess. Um, but uh, so then... Within that, um, I, I you know I showed you a few minutes ago. Here, I'm gonna share my screen again. I'm gonna just keep sharing the same thing over and over again. Um, all right, you see my project again here. Mm -hmm. So um, all right, so like all these little green and purple boxes, these are things that are reused in a couple of different areas, um, you know, two different outputs. Uh, and then down here, these are my micro content snippets. Um, and so, uh, you know, you can see like this one here is is used in four different outputs. Um, you know, just different uh, different things to, to reuse actual, you know, the actual content. Um, and then if I open up, let's try this one. Oh, we're gonna view it in print mode for some reason. There's no reason to do that. Uh, I'm try I, I didn't find an example of this beforehand. So it's gonna take me a minute to find something that has snippets in it. I, I just actually wrote that. Okay, here's one. This is that explore mode that I referenced before. This is a snippet block right here. This is just the piece of the introduction that I use in my actual explore mode topic. Um, it's not the entire topic. It's just a, a section of that introduction topic. So this is just direct reuse from that. So um, it's not any new stuff. The only thing that's new here is this relevant topics in this little uh, gif that I have. So do you, do you feel that you're going above and beyond the call of duty by, uh, trying to make snippets appear in the search experience? A lot of tech writers just sort of, um, feel they don't have the bandwidth to sort of, uh, you know, shape the search experience, but you're, you're obviously doing it. Does, 
Does it take a lot of time to do this, or are you thinking about the search experience uh, more in depth than other writers? Mm -hmm. um, for me, we have a, a quarterly release cycle, and so I always have a little bit of time at the end of my release, or yeah, cause I think the end of my release, like at the beginning of the release, I suppose, where it gets a little slower for me. So I have some time in that piece of the release. Um, before I start getting features and stuff from my from my um, product owners, and that's a great time for me to go in and, and focus on some of this stuff. You know, whether it's uh, building out search or going in and you know, cleaning up other things within the project or whatever. That's when I do all this. Um, I, I try as I'm you know writing new topics. If I know it's something that's going to be a big shiny feature, I try to you know make sure I add stuff in at that point. But if if it's going in and analyzing central. Uh, and looking at central for, you know, what needs to be, you know, where does micro content need to be added? Um, that's when I do it. I go in when I'm, you know, when I'm slow, when I've got extra time. Um, so I know that's not true of everybody. You know, there are people who are on a, you know, monthly release cycle or two release, two week release cycle or whatever, and they are probably just a little more hectic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I'm going above and beyond because that's not accurate. It's just a just a thing that I do. <laughs> you know, um, it seems like Flares really put a lot of emphasis on micro content in their last couple of releases. Like this has been highlighted and foregrounded as a major feature. Yeah. Even though um, I don't see too much other buzz about it in other tools, is do you have any thoughts on why you think Madcap puts uh, a lot of emphasis on micro content? Is this like a key differentiator? Is this something they see that aligns with the future and chatbots and other mm -hmm. conversational kind of uh, digital touch points? Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, as as far as I know. Um, Madcap, this was something that they, I don't want to say came up with because obviously this exists in regular search engines, but this is something that they integrated into their tool before any other documentation tool has done that. And I'm not familiar enough with other documentation tools right now to, to say if there are others that have gone in and done this since, but this was like Madcap's thing. So, um, you know, they're, they're really excited about this. This is a cool new thing. And this is, um, it's like I said before, it's great for user experience. It's awesome for quick searches. It's really good for mobile and, and tablets, uh, which of course is, you know, everyone's using their phones to search for, for stuff. So if you're, you know, building out a site that's going to be mobile friendly, it's, it's good to have that, you know, just quick thing you can look at without having to look at the whole help system. And, you know, as tech writers, we, we make things easy. You know, we want to, make things easy it's what we do so uh this is a it's a great thing to add to a, a documentation tool and I, I definitely think that's a, a good reason for madcap to push it because it just emphasizes everything else they already do i mean flare is a big complicated program but everything in it just makes you know documentation easier i think so yeah. Well, Kate, thanks for taking the time to kind of sit down and, and chat with me. You know, I just realized the background, your Zoom background is satellite imagery, right? It this is. is okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was art at first, but it's, you actually... know, isn't it pretty? This is, um, it's some uh, color enhanced imagery north of San Diego uh, around Escondido. Um, and it is, uh, I'm pointing at it. You can't see me pointing at it because <laughs> I'm pointing at it on my screen, but it's, um, it is, it's, uh, the red is uh, vegetation, and then the green is 
pavement and dirt and, and everything else. So anything red is trees or bushes or, or anything. Hmm. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I've been sort of digging into maps lately and just trying to understand uh, the domain more. So it's neat that you're like working in satellite imagery and all this stuff. I mean, there's certainly so much uh, there. And, and I would be excited to be a user of help that you produce. Like I would be, I would love to, you know, check out uh, some of the, maybe you could share a link if it's public. Yeah, it's, uh, you can check out securewatchdocs.maxar.com. Okay. And you can, you can check that out. Yeah, I'll definitely point users to it. Um, is there any other topics that you wanted to cover that we didn't talk about already today? Um, we, you know, we talked a little bit about the central analytics. Uh, I did pull up those and I can okay. uh, yeah. share my screen and just show them. Um, yeah, I know the analytics are kind of key. You, you mentioned yeah. that it's how you, in part, decide what to make micro-content right. uh, topics from. Yeah, so this is uh, from my from the SecureWatch uh, documentation. Um, and this just shows, you know, just the phrases people are searching on. Um, and here, so like, for example, WMS is something that someone might search on. Um, it's, you know, one of our API things and so that has micro content you see the checkbox here um but for some reason i don't have one for wfs i could have sworn i put one in so i came in and i looked at that today i'm like oh okay i guess i'm doing that tomorrow so um there because there's no micro content here for that and we've got people searching on it so um that's something i will be doing uh it looks like you know for the most part i've got micro content here on these most of these other top ones which is good um you know, one other thing that um, uh, that I have set up is I have all my translations. We have we translate our document, our SecureWatch documentation, anyways, into eleven languages, uh, and we have two sets of SecureWatch documentation. So there's 22 translated pieces, um, and so I've been checking out all of the analytics on those as well. And this is the Spanish, uh, and it's interesting to see the search phrases that are different. And how, you know, obviously, you know, I don't have micro content for some of these, even though it's some of the same content, like exploit image, I have exploit in there, but the search phrase is different. So that's something I need to maybe add this to my, my, uh, my existing search phrase. And for some reason, it's not showing up. I just noticed this exploit is not showing up here. So I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just a translation thing i don't know uh and that might be something i need to address with my translators if they're you know translating the word exploit differently or i don't know so there's some stuff to look into here uh um, it's interesting it's, to it's interesting to look at this it looks like a lot of people search for acronyms or unfamiliar things like mm -hmm. wmts and the mm -hmm. wms QGIS. yeah they're, they're they're unfamiliar to you but they're for people who are using our documentation they're just you know normal things to search for uh so um i mean it the, seems like a like a glossary would be great to add in there right because you mm -hmm. and really and those those things do exist so we yeah. do have a glossary for that um and those things are in the glossary so hmm. uh people should be finding that at least if they're searching for wms or qgis they'll find the glossary term that'll come up at the top so i, re I really like this view of the analytics i mean it presents a very actionable and mm -hmm. understandable view of you know what are people searching for mm -hmm. 
what kind of results are they getting and um you know like uh what kind of micro content plugs into it so yeah that's pretty cool and i, I like that flare provides that integrated solution between the content yeah it's, and it's the really analytics. useful um and and you know i use google analytics for some of my some of my content and you know that's helpful for, helpful for seeing some stuff but for seeing this really documentation specific information i mean you this can't be beat. this is really really useful uh and it was um, very helpful for me to go back and show this information to my stakeholders and say, here is this, you can see this, this is specifically about the documentation. Uh, and, and that's great for them to see that people are actually using it and, and using it in the translations and, um, and everything too. So, uh, that's good for me and good for them. <laughs> yeah. It, I, you know, often when I look at my own analytics, whether my personal site or works work sites, I see lists of terms and I never quite know what to do. You know, if I were looking at this list of terms, I might think oh, I've already got these defined in the docs. You know, what am I supposed to do? Like write new articles on PCM or Vivid or something mm -hmm. like uh, just using your terms as an example. Yeah. But at least with micro content, you've got some kind of action you could take and say, mm -hmm. well, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a dozen micro content snippets yep. for these things or something. So. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of cool. and that was that was something I did last year. It was like right around you know the end of the year, like a week before I was taking some time off for Christmas, and I was just you know dead. There was nothing for me to really work on at that point. Everyone was kind of shutting down and going on break. I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I came in here and I pulled up. I had like sixty terms that I I just listed out, and I kind of figured out which ones were most important, which ones I cared about most. I looked at these last search dates because some of them were you know six months old no one had searched on them in ages and some of them were really fresh and i found the ones that were the, the freshest in and the had the most search results and i just pulled out like 20 of them and i just wrote up some micro content and uh that's what i did that week <laughs> and it was it was great and a lot of those have had uh some some good hits since then so well cool yeah all right well kate thank you so much for chatting with me um is there any kind of website you want to point users to i don't know if you have a twitter handle or anything that you particularly want to share uh i have a twitter handle but i haven't used it in like a million years so okay. <laughs> <laughs> you That's... you can go to you can go to at kate schneider if you really want to and read my my tweets from like 10 years ago <laughs> i was i was an early adopter of twitter and got bored with it pretty fast so yeah, yeah i should start that again maybe but uh yeah, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. Or, yeah. Yeah, and and knowing that you're going to San Diego, I'm I'm sure that like you know local meetups and chapters would love yeah. to have you talk. So hopefully you'll be on their radar. <laughs> I'd be glad glad to speak with anyone. So. All right. Thanks again for this for this uh, video cast. And if people yeah. want to know more about micro content, I'll add a bunch of links in the show notes, including the, the some of the links that Kate shared. Thanks again for listening. Absolutely. Thank you.